Welcome everyone to Thinking Alike podcast. You're joining me, Richard. And me, Josh. Come and join us on our journey of exploration of the weird and wonderful world that we live in. We will be discussing ever-changing topics from news, current affairs, business innovation, to culture and conspiracies. So let's start, shall we? Yeah, let's get right into it. So I was looking at the news over the past week or so, and the first thing that caught my attention was the fact that the world-renowned rapper Lil Uzi Vert implanted a $24 million 10-carat pink diamond to his forehead. To his face, yeah, correct. What can you say about that? Well, number one, he's got way too much money if if he's buying stuff that he's literally sticking into his forehead. And also, he's probably a little bit drugged up if he's doing stuff like that as well. So, what 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 possesses a man? Do. What possesses a man to do that? To to spend that much money on something like that? I just don't, I just don't get it. <laughs> yeah, but then you you do think he could just be doing it just for the means because he knows if he if he posts like a picture of himself getting something ridiculous done like that. Like, people are going to talk... Like, even us, Josh, we're talking about it now. So, maybe he's just marketing for himself. Or And the worst know. thing is, it's not just some sort of little googly eye that's been glued to his head. It's implanted. And yeah, it's like, it's like a piercing. Like an, I, I just in, don't understand in it. piercing in his head. The worst thing is, it could kill him. I mean, <laughs> I, I read this article that said that if he were to force it out or accidentally nudge it, it could kill him. It could be potentially fatal. I mean... Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure if, if he banged his head as well, then it would probably kill him. And also, $24 million, right? <laughs> None of us would even imagine to, you know, have that amount of money or even spend it on something like this. I know, exactly. 24 mil for a diamond in his face but also there's this he posted this uh, photo as well Josh where he's got his uh, diamond in his forehead and he's actually got blood coming out of his head and then he and then he said something like oh I could die if 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 I take this out the wrong way or or something like that so yeah it seems seems like a pretty risky uh, risky thing and, Especially and the if fact spend that, that much money, and the fact that he's famous and he's a rapper, it just adds, it adds to the danger. I mean, how many rappers have been killed for less things? You know, yeah, rappers exactly. that have been robbed. You know, you literally get rappers get killed and just get all their things stolen for, for little chains. Imagine this. Yeah, exactly. Imagine 24 a twenty-four mil. million dollar pink diamond carrot. Ten was it? Ten carrot. 10 carat diamond. <laughs> I mean, he could be dead within the next year for all you know. <laughs> yeah, but that's, be... that's the thing. Well, not, not even on purpose, Josh. Like, some, someone might not even say go out with the intention of robbing him. Someone might just, like, what if he gets into a, into like a, a minor car accident and he smacks his head on, on the steering wheel? Do you know what I mean? It, it could literally be anything. But yeah, 20, 24 mil to literally. What have your life for a ticking time bomb? What would you do? 
What would you do with 24 million instead of this? Uh, I'd probably get two of those diamonds and put them over my eyelids. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, what God. I would do with them. With 24 mil. Nah. Uh, but no. Who knows? I'd probably, I'd stay, away. I'd probably stay away from the diamonds, to be fair. <laughs> I mean, especially one putting it on my forehead. I wouldn't do that. Um, you wouldn't be that silly. <clears throat> 24 million. I don't even think. I don't even have a million, let alone 24 <laughs> of them. So... <laughs> I know he he knows. Well, that's the thing. Would, would you be like? Would you be silly with that money? Would you say, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna buy myself a fresh Lambo." Get to be honest with you, I, I've I've never been rich. I couldn't call myself rich, so to speak. I mean, I've been living comfortably. I've got everything that I need, and you know, some things that I want. But with twenty four million dollars, I can just retire now. And obviously, at the moment, we can't really do anything because of COVID, COVID-19. Um, so I'd probably just save it. And then as Shit. soon as everything's good, this whole virus is gone, I'm just going to go out and enjoy myself, travel the world. Yeah, but it, I think if you had that much money, Josh, we've, I don't think these uh, like the whole COVID thing would, would bother you, to be honest, because you could, what? You could go anywhere. Do you know what I mean? You could just bought a private <laughs> jet. Do you know what I mean? You could if you go what private jet, go go to like a you could I don't know, twenty four mil, you could rent out a resort probably, especially now. They're probably but going. I could buy an whole island with twenty four mil, Richard. Uh, actually yeah. this is what I'd do. I'd buy an island somewhere, you know, in the Mediterranean, possibly in the Pacific Ocean, near there. Well, in, in the middle of the ocean. Well, I can if I want. I can make an Why don't you just get like a nice yacht? There you go. Sorted. Yeah, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. I... It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drive my yacht from Asia to Europe and then to Russia. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, like well, you could literally just get. I reckon. To be fair, if it was me with that twenty-four mil, I would say. I'd get myself a proper fancy boat, park it outside, I don't know, coast of Italy somewhere and just chill, wait for it to all blow over and then and then uh, reassess the situation, see what I want to do. And the thing is, that's, yeah, that's all the things that we've said there, that would have probably cost three million at top, at best. You know, just getting a yacht, let's say the yacht's a million dollars. Let's yeah. say... Traveling, I, re- I, I reckon I'd, I'd go like two mil on a yacht, you know, might as well. If I'm going to be living on there for a while, and you'd still have 22 million, you'd still be nowhere near the amount spent for this diamond. Actually, with that yacht, Josh, I'd make sure I have enough room to, to park a Lambo on it as well. Just because oh, yeah. why not? Well, because you can <laughs> drive a Lambo in the sea, yeah. No, it's just for show. <laughs> <laughs> like instead of getting like a getting a picture or like a painting, just get a Lambo. I get a heli. You're you're thinking too small. You're thinking too small here. I'd yeah, get a I'd heli. I'd get two work. helis, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what well, one at the front of the boat, one at the back, so it balances out. Yeah, mate. Hundred percent. But seriously, though, no, seriously, though, why do you think we got he got this thing on his head? What was the reason? 
I mean, uh, I'd probably say it's gonna be some. It's gonna be something a bit weird. You know, it's not gonna be. Oh, I've just gone out to get this nice little diamond on my face just to flex. Like he, he's definitely watched some. I don't know. He's probably watched like some some anime, and he's like, oh, do you know what? That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I wanna, I wanna do weird stuff like this. Thinking, of, thinking of anime. The only thing that I could kind of resemble this diamond with is a character from, from Naruto. I don't know if you've heard of that because you've never watched anime, and I've never known you to watch anime. But um, Sonade, the character, basically her power is she has access to this power where she can be temporarily immortal. So are we are we trying to say that Lil Uzi Vert wants to be immortal? Well, so what he he he's basically saying if I put this in my head, I'm going to live yeah. forever. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> looking at it, looking at it here, yeah, I've just searched up what Lil Uzi Vert's net worth is, and it's saying here 16 million, which is Six, wait, wait wait sorry 16 or 60. 1616. What? Right? And that is from an article from February 2021, which means that the diamond is technically <laughs> worth more than his whole net worth, supposedly. Are you joking? I'm not joking. I've just searched this up right now. I can 16, see it here. Yeah. Wow. Well, that is some very reckless spending then. And that is very, I, very weird. I, I thought he was, but you know. Proper, proper balling if he's spending twenty four mil on a on a diamond that goes on his face. I mean, and he <laughs> so, hasn't been he hasn't been an artist for very long. He's been yeah, a, he's been point. active, let's say, since 2010, 2012. Like that's just when he first started like doing SoundCloud and just very minimal work, and he's just got famous the last few years. So yeah, he, he like proper famous he, kind of thing recently. He's only been established for. X amount of time, so I wouldn't expect him to have this much money where he could just basically spend it on a accessory. I mean, yeah, well, it's basically it's basically just a, a piercing, like, like, well, yeah, like a chain, you know, a bit of bit of jewelry. But yeah, I, I didn't realize his his net worth was sixteen mil when he's you know spending twenty four. Like, he's literally put all of his money. All his eggs in one basket, and his basket and the egg, <laughs> the diamond in his forehead. I don't know if I should so. believe this, but I was I was scrolling through TikTok as you do on a normal lockdown day. I was scrolling through <laughs> TikTok, and I saw a video that says Lil Uzi Vert is twenty six. Yeah, you know, he's kind of got very famous very quickly, and now he spent this much of money, and he's twenty six now. And what people are saying is, what if Lil Uzi Vert joins the 27 Club? 27 Club, yeah. And if you didn't know what the 27 Club is, this is basically the fact that a lot of famous rappers, singers, musicians have died at the age of 27. Well, the thing is, he he could have easily... Because I looked at this 27 thing as well, Josh, because when you sent me, because I saw the TikToks as well, but that's the point. If he's kind of come out, kind of out of nowhere, you know, dropping big stacks on this pink diamond, it's possible him and the devil had a nice little cheeky phone call 
And he was like, yo, easy, mate. I can get you proper dollar and proper fame. All you got to do is when you're 27, you're coming back down to hell with me. Easy. Do you reckon trade? Nice little trade-off? You know, in, in this day and age, that's something I can't ignore. And there's a lot of belief as well that all this fame, all this money, you know, all, all this kind of glory that you get from being famous and being rich, being adored by millions of people. Sometimes there's just something that you can't explain. You know, how did these out of all these rappers, how did Lil Uzi Vert, how did, you know, these SoundCloud rappers get so famous so quickly out of nowhere? It just doesn't make sense. And I was reading actually into this 27 Club the other day. And an example of this is Robert Johnson, who was a very famous blues um, guitarist, you know, in the 1930s. And his story is he never played guitar in his life. (laughs) And then one day he just picked up the guitar and played like an absolute god with the shit. You reckon it could have been beginner's luck, you know? I don't know if you can play guitar like that. I mean, I did guitar for a year and I'm still basically a beginner level. Like, Robert Johnson played the guitar like a god. And that's from the fact that he never played it before. And suddenly one day, oh, by the way, I'm actually the best guitarist in the world at my time. Don't (laughs) mind me. And another thing that backs it up is the fact that he sold his soul to get this talent and to achieve this musical success that he had. Yeah. So so what? So so he he made a deal with the devil, right? Again, similar to Easy, devil calls him up. He's like, yo, I know you want you want all this fame and I know you want to play a guitar. And he strikes him with this power, and he's like, "Next time you go pick up a guitar, you'll be a legend on it. You'll be sick at it." And then that's that's what happened. And this is this this thing that adds on to it is he made a song called "Me and the Devil Blues," which basically says that the devil he made a deal with the devil. He's gonna be an absolute god with the guitar and make the best music but he's going to meet the devil at crossroads at the age of 27. And that day that he turns 27, he will lose his life. And he did, it did happen. He died at the age of 27 and he got famous for not only his guitar, his talent on the guitar, but also dying at the age of 27 as the first, one of the first people in the 27 club. Oh boy, he really was like one of the first people to... To start well, or to be recognised as part of the Twenty Seven Club. What do you think this Twenty Seven Club is? Do you think it's a coincidence, or do you think that you know there's something else? There's something else that's contributing to these stars, these artists, these musicians. You know, I've got a list. I've got a list of people that have died from the yeah. It at is, the age it of is 27. a bit, a bit weird, isn't it? And especially saying how they're all 
you know, like famous or music musicians or, you know. Amy Winehouse. Yeah, exactly. Kurt Cobain, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin. And also, these are, like, they were, you know what I mean, like, very famous as well. You could argue they were one of the best in their generation. Yeah. And then, boom, at 27, gone. What do you think? Do you think there's some sort of coincidence, or... That's the thing, because obviously all this stuff of, say, the Illuminati, people selling their souls, and in a way it's kind of like its own uh, its own little segment off off the the Illuminati stuff as well. So, selling their soul, but then the the trade-off is, yeah, you'll be famous, you'll be rich, all of this, but... When by the time you're 27, that's it. Your time's expired. So it's like almost saying, would you rather so say so, so say they live their life very quickly? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like they get it all at once, kind of thing. But then it is done. It expires. So, Could you say this was the, where the term "live fast, die young" came from? Yeah, yeah. Like it could be, couldn't it? Live fast, die young. So yeah, they live fast with all the fame and the money, and then they die young. They die at twenty-seven, and maybe, maybe it is a, a deal with the devil, you know. So. I don't know. Thinking about it, would you prefer, let's say, okay, right now, let's say you're earning X amount of money. Let's say you're earning an average of forty thousand. You're in mm. your thirties, your mid thirties. And you'd live your life. You that's that's wife, too late, you've got your kids. That's too late. It can't be. No, no. What I'm saying is, would you rather live a long life and die at the age of eighty, ninety, so I can you know, have grandkids, modest. like a normal life, or you know, have a sick twenties, partying, doing anything you want, traveling the world, being famous, being loved, you know, being with beautiful women or men, <laughs> whatever you prefer. And you know, dying at twenty-seven, or would you prefer to live a long, happy? You know, it depends. What, what do you value more? Do you value time more, or well, more than time? Because it's not just time, isn't it? It's, it's everything. Well, I'm asking you. What What would you What would you do? You know, would you uh, live... well, well, and but then another thing, Josh. Are you taking into account? So let's say uh, you have to live fast, die young. But then after that, am I going to be bound in hell with the devil as well? Is that what you're saying? Or is this just general? Just general, just general. Hmm. To be honest, because that that would only give me what like five years left. I pr- I probably take take the the longer life to be honest, you know. Yeah, and I would too. And I think it's sad if it is true that people have to make a deal like that. If it is true, I think it's a bit sad. That, yeah, know, but it's... but then also, if if they are, they say they are making a deal with the devil. Surely they would then be bound, like to eternity, to be yeah, one of the devil's to be suffering. Yeah, to be exactly. suffering for an eternity. So but I don't know. I don't know. It's all just a conspiracy. It's all just 
rumours, really. We can't really prove. You can't take away yeah, exactly. what these people have done in their respective fields. I mean, they made great music and they entertained millions. And let's not take that away from them. Although it can be a possibility, it's something that we can't really prove. Yeah, but that would be how could there's no way to prove something like this because, uh, like, <clears throat> this would be a very interesting thing to find out, but I don't, I don't think you would ever get an answer to this unless it was true and then the devil comes to you, you know, and makes that deal. Then you would know, but then maybe it's like, but then you can't tell anyone, so. No one will ever know apart from you. It's all a belief, really. Yeah, or that's or what if you know they just they imagine it because there is always that possibility. Because maybe they think, oh, the devil just came and spoke to me and he said, oh, I can trade trade my life when I when I get to twenty seven, but I'm gonna be famous. You know. Maybe it's just the fame, you know. You can, you can see how fame affects people. I mean, that you're a young age. You're, let's say you start young at twenty, and you suddenly get all this money. You know, you can do whatever you want, and you start getting into things. Let's say trying drugs, drinking, buying all these luxurious things, being with women, any woman you want. You know, it, it can it can lead to a kind of dangerous lifestyle. If you think about it, yeah. Sometimes you can't control yourself, and a bit could be very self-destructive. I mean, you can see it with like athletes, for example. Let's let's look at Mike Tyson. Hmm. In the eighties, he was a beast. I mean, he was knocking everyone left, right, and center, all the big names, and then suddenly he's a young kid who gets all this money, and he just starts doing the wrong things, getting into the habit of doing drugs you know being with prostitutes beating women and it just kind of led to a life where he couldn't control himself I mean the man bought a tiger for goodness sake <laughs> yeah. started walking it like a chihuahua but that's the thing because like he, well he would have achieved wanted to achieve like well he he did set out you know what I mean like he achieved what he wanted to to get in life kind of thing so it's almost like I think it's completed easy, it, mate. It's so. easy for us. It's easy. It's just easy for us to say, looking from the outside and not actually experiencing it, because you know we can make our judgments. We can say, "Oh yeah, if I had this, I'd do that," but we don't really know until it happens to us. Yeah, do you know exactly. what I mean? Like, like when we get money now, like we get crazy. We buy impulsive things. You buy this thing that you don't really need, even though you don't really have that much money. Just because we have, when you have money, you just love to spend it. And you can't really blame these people for having millions and millions, you know? But, yeah, but, but that's the thing though. Like it's kind of, if, if they if they get to that point where they've, they've, you know, they set out, they achieve their goals kind of thing. Like it's what, it's, for them it's early retirement. They've now got the things that they didn't have before. And now they're going to go out and do all the stupid stuff that they they couldn't do when they didn't have access to to the funds and and whatnot. It's but basically a lesson. Let themselves go. 
Yeah, it's a lesson, basically. You know, we're fortunate enough to know what could happen and how badly it could go if you let yourself go like that. I mm. mean, if you listen then, to... As well, if you compare, if you compare it as well, just to say, say people that make music, right? Yeah. Like, people always say, I don't know, like, oh, this album was so much better. Oh, they've, they've fallen off kind of thing. Like, they don't make music how they used to, which, in a way, is kind of true. So they don't have, say, the motivation that mm. they used to have. Because, you know, because, yeah. like, before it would have been, oh, it's make or break kind of thing. Like, yeah. I, I, I you're need... hungry. Yeah, You're exactly. hungry. And then you want to put food on the table. You want, you want, do you want to get yeah. out of debt? And then, but then once once they achieve it, that's kind of it. Like they're like, oh, I've 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 done it now. Like it kind of, in a way, that spark kind of dies dies down. And I've got a perfect example for that. What? I don't know if you've watched the fight, but Conor McGregor's most recent fight. Mm-hmm. He's a Conor McGregor is now a multi-millionaire with yeah. his own whiskey company. He's got clothing line. He's got his cars, he's got his houses, he's got his wife and he's got his kids. And this yeah. was a man who five years ago was living off welfare. And, you know, he had a boxing match with Floyd Mayweather, got $100 million and, you know, started his company and everything. Um, his last fight before this one, he knocked the guy out in 40 seconds, Donald Cerrone. And everyone loved him. He's like, oh, everyone was saying... He's the best ever, you know, he's a beast, Connor's unbeatable. <laughs> and then a year later, after a year's layoff of not really doing any fights or anything like that, he goes against one of the biggest beasts in MMA right now, Dustin Poirier. And although he did put up a good fight and lasted a you know a good round in the first round and in the second, he got his legs kicked out of him and you know just couldn't move and got knocked out. And this is what you get, you know, when when you when you get the fame, you're not as hungry anymore. Yeah. I mean, if this was the hungry Conor McGregor, he wouldn't have given up. And you know, he just it it looked like it, and it really you could tell that he wasn't the same. He wasn't as hungry. He's being all nice to the to his opponents. He wasn't trash talking. You could tell. <laughs> no trash talking. Yeah, no, usually he'd chat shit. He'd chat so much shit, but in this one, he was, like, giving him compliments, donating oh, to his charity. such a nice guy. Oh, yeah. You know, fame changes people, and I'd say it'd be the same for anyone else. Yeah, you but know, I don't, I, I'm not even just fame, Josh. Like, it could literally be with anything, though. Like, I think I think if you, if you go out to achieve, you know, you achieve all these things... Like it doesn't necessarily necessarily have to be the same, but it could be with anything. What once you make it, then you you kind of you know let yourself go, and and that's when you kind of get complacent or and whatnot. So the lesson is you have to be humble, basically. Yeah, you need to appreciate where you have and what you've done to get to the point where you are now. How like how even how small it is. You know, even if it's just a year ago, I was overweight and now I've lost 10 kilos. You know, that's an achievement. You know, it could be a year ago I was in 2,000 pounds debt and now I'm I'm not in debt. But that's good, you know. 
but now I'm not in debt because I sold my soul to the devil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now I'm not in debt. But I'll be dying in a few years' time to join yeah, the 27 club. <laughs> no one's going to remember me anyway. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. well go, go I, I would say that's a pretty pretty poor deal. Uh, I'm only $2,000 in debt, but I'm going to sell my soul to the devil to break even. I think that would be a pretty bad trade to make. <laughs> but maybe maybe for the 24 mil, you know, if he came down and said to me, oh, Richard, I'm going to give you a diamond in your face, um, but it might kill you. If not, you're going to die anyway at 27, but you're going to be really, really rich. The thing is, I wouldn't know if I could trust it. Have you ever seen And I would say thank you. Have I what? I don't even know if I could trust this, you know? Like, why would you sell your soul <laughs> to someone so despicable and obviously no- notoriously evil? Do you know what I mean? It's like a stupid... It's like trusting your money. But do, you, do you want to make sure he is who he says he is? Not even that. Not even he that, his ID. <laughs> Not even that. Like, he's the devil. He's literally the incarnation of evil. God's fallen angel, and you're trusting your soul, your fame to this man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's probably like the most, like the, the less, like the least person you you want to trust. You know, so the most untrustworthy individual. Do you really? Is that really a good good deal to make? You know, it's like giving your money to a guy off the street who's just told you, "I'm going to make you rich," but leave it to me, mate. Leave it to me. <laughs> And he just runs off of your money. Yeah. Mate, yeah. You know, I've got a contract right here, all right? I'm going to give you 24 mil, okay? But you're going to die. I don't know. I don't know if you've seen this movie. You know Brendan Fraser, the guy from The Mummy? He was very famous in the early oh, 2000s. Yeah. It's a film called Bedazzled. The story is... Bedazzled. Yeah, the story is Brendan Fraser has a crush on this girl. Um, I think her name was Alison. Hmm. Yeah, I think it was Alison, right? And basically, the devil overheard her, overheard him say that, oh, I'd do anything just to get this girl. Mm. And yeah. basically, the devil gives, comes to him and says, oh, I'll give you um, wishes. To, um, you, can, you can wish for anything and I'll make it come true. And basically, one of the things was, um, Alison mentioned once, like, oh, I'd love a really tall guy who's really sporty. So the devil turned his life around <laughs> and turned him into an NBA star. And he got really <laughs> famous. And he was tall and he was the best player in, in the NBA. And then suddenly he was getting interviewed and, like, Alison was loving him, like, all the girls were loving him. And suddenly his towel comes off mid-interview and the result for being so tall and having all that fame was that he had a tiny dick. Yeah. <laughs> he had like a two-inch <laughs> dick and everyone saw it. Like a yeah. micro-penis. <clears throat> well, to, I, I'm surprised the devil went through all that effort. I thought he would have just messed around with uh, the girl's feelings or, or whatever and just made, made, made her like the guy for what he was, you oh. know? Not not making him go through all the effort to be NBA star, making him grow, you know, all of that. But that's why I'm not a director. 
So, you know, my movie would have been very simple. That's why I'm not going to make a deal with the devil. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, actually, maybe now I've said that, Josh, maybe he'll he'll come come down to me and say, Richard, uh, I heard you wouldn't write a very good movie. You'll be a very good director. If the devil comes, if the devil comes for Richard, right, guys. This is the end of the podcast, and uh, I enjoyed filming our very first and last podcast because Richard is going to get dragged to hell. Well, if you see if, if you see a film with my name yeah. on it, and then they make a movie, by me. they make a movie. How I solved my story, and he was taking the piss out of the devil when he gets killed and dragged to hell. And I'll, I'll be the main star, and I'll oh, yeah. get some. Well, Josh, oh, well, you've just sold yourself as hell now. If you're saying you're going to be no, the main, main star. the movie, mate. Don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> well, well, that's what I mean. If you're, well, if you're going to be the main star of the movie, maybe the devil's going to make that deal for you. So, right. who knows? I know. At least, at least that's one way no, to prove no, it. I don't need to make any deal because I know, right, that I will be successful. It may take some time, yeah, but I need—I don't need to sell anything. Oh, maybe I need to sell some products, but I will get famous and I will get money on my own accord. Not yourself, right? Law of attraction. I'm speaking it into reality. You know, I'm speaking. I'm thinking, and I'm gonna do it. Come to me. So if I keep saying uh, the devil. I want you to appear so I can make a deal with you. <laughs> Will that happen? Keep, keep doing it, mate. Maybe we'll... You know what? Pro- probably, shouldn't, probably shouldn't joke about these kind of things, you know? So it's like if you joke about, I don't know, messing about with a Ouija board, and then it turns out, oh, you do actually get possessed. <laughs> and so, you know, but I'm not, I'm not that superstitious. It's called skeptical. <laughs> skeptical person. Is that the right word? Skeptical? Yep, skeptical. Nice. Skeptical or superstitious? No, you're skeptical because you don't believe in it. You know, you're taking the piss because you think it won't happen. Um, but then it will happen to me because I'm joking about it. Well, like I said, Josh, you see my my name on on a movie, then you know. Yeah, you'd be <laughs> you'd be the priest. <laughs> the sceptical priest. What? No, surely a priest believes in it. Yeah. He'd, he'd be superstitious. But it'd be a comedy because you'd be sceptical of it and then it suddenly gets you. What? A comedy horror. So, so you're saying my film is going to be a normal dude who jokes about the devil and then he eventually turns into a priest. <laughs> That sounds like a, a great movie. <laughs> now you know why I won't be, be becoming a film director anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> so, so neither of us are. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Oh. Well then. Should we end it at that? Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen, Josh? Who knows? But yeah, I think that was a, a nice little way to, to start our first episode. Maybe next time we'll talk about less conspiracy or, or less whatever you said. Less about the devil. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about Jesus next time. <laughs> no. <laughs>
thank you very much for listening, guys. That was a very weird first podcast, <laughs> but you know, it happened, and here we are. Here we are. I look forward but... to making the next one, and I hope you guys keep tuning in. We're Josh and Richard, and we're thinking yeah. alike. Thanks for thanks for listening.